As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you enjoy bands like Bon Jovi, Matchbox 20, Third Eye Blind, Collective Soul, then you should check out Projects Parish. That's right, Tim of Let's Get Jacked Up and Fringy Spaces, his rock album Project One, is now on all digital platforms. Everywhere from iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube Music and so much more. Listen to his most popular songs like Angel, Come Home, and Falling. Once again, the artist's name is Project Parish and the album is called Project One. Go get and download it today. You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com All right, hey everybody, welcome to Fringy Spaces. This is Tim of Let's Get Jacked Up. Uh, you can check Let's Get Jacked Up Thursday nights, 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. But today is Fringy Spaces. So these are Twitter spaces that I deem fringy enough to make it on FringeRadioNetwork.com. And today, the topic is the Moon Child Ritual, the election, and the coming beast system. Uh, Our buddy Donnie Darkin, which by the way... He was a guest on Let's Get Jacked Up not too long ago, so if you want to check that episode out, it is on letsgetjackedup.com or fringeradionetwork.com, so check that out. Uh, but this is two parts here. This is the first part, the moon child ritual, and they also talk about the election and the coming beast system. And uh, enjoy part one of the moon child ritual. Oh my. A globalist uh, candidate. And uh, Lula ended up winning. And 
this caused a huge uproar in Brazil. Uh, Bolsonaro ended up not conceding to the election, and uh, there's a lot of riots. There's a lot of uprising going on right now uh, in Brazil. And I said, when I saw this happen, I said, you know, I think this is a picture of what we could see happen here in the United States for the midterm election. And that's honestly what seems to be more likely to me. I could be wrong about this, but I think the writing is on the wall where this is all headed. Because it's like they, they want you to be angry. They want you to be so emotionally invested. You're giving all your energy, your, you know, your, all, your, all of your, your, your anger, your, your, your sadness, your everything into this and you know that can lead people to a lot of places especially large groups of people uh here here comes drew tang finally gonna go ahead and invite him here so real quick before i go any further we're gonna go now that everybody's here we're gonna go ahead and introduce everyone uh, i'm gonna start with cyclops since he was here first and uh I'm waiting for drew tang to accept the co-host uh, thing uh, Cyclops, are you there? Can you hear? Yeah, I hear you. How do, does, uh, does my audio sound good? Sounds great. Sounds great. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I just want to start off by saying, you know, I wasn't going to vote or anything, but then Q told me to, so I had to get out there. <laughs> That's a good point. I hope Elon doesn't ban me for that one. <laughs> yeah. So, someone, I don't know if you saw this, but someone got banned earlier, and... It was probably about the Rothschild, to be honest, but they also said something about the Q thing, so I don't know. It had, had to be one of those. Hmm, I didn't see that, actually. Um, that is interesting. But uh, yeah, I guess just uh, give a brief introduction to yourself for the people who don't know you, what you do, things like that. Yeah, so um, like, like, uh, like both Donnie and Drew, I'm pretty invested into just looking at you know, whatever programming is going on, movies, TV shows, music, video games, everything like that. So, and with, with, you know, things like this, I, I really don't even, you know, follow, you know, politics really at all, you know, from a traditional sense. Um, I just kind of follow what like, you know, the deeper programming is going on and everything like that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm going to try to provide. And, and yeah, that's good. Cool. All right, uh, Drew, can you hear us? Are you there? Drew Tang, can you hear us? He might be trying to set his audio up or something. Um, hey, Chase, reach out to uh, Drew and see if everything's cool with him. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll just say, just, it, I don't know if this is happening with Drew, but just gen, just in general, these these uh, Twitter spaces always glitch and whatnot. So I found if you go in, in your settings and you go to the app and then you click Twitter and then you usually if I just click for stop, and then go back on the app, it'll work good again. Or sometimes you have to delete the, uh, the data and, and whatever else. But um, yeah, it, it always works for me. Because Drew has a lot to say. <laughs> I know that much. Well, so. while, while we're getting this sorted, Donnie, I'm curious your take in Cyclops too. I'm curious your guys' take on Evelyn DeRoth's child passing away today. What, what do you guys think that's all about? You think that's a ritual or? Mm. Yeah, when I saw that, it was uh, very, very interesting. Um, me personally, uh, what, what, I, what I thought was really interesting was seeing 
a, a lot of the responses to it. And, and ultimately, you know, where I really draw a lot of my takes from what things are, uh, you know, what things really are, are meant to do are from the responses, right? Because we know that everything's done by design for the most part, right? And it, I don't think it's a coincidence that he just so happened to pass away on the day of the midterm blood moon. Um, I think that uh, it's symbolic in a way. And the responses was largely, you know, uh, had to do with the underlining principle of, you know, fighting back against the, the, the globalist cabal, you know, like I saw, I think it was a picture you sent Chase. It was like a, a guy jumping up with a knife and stabbing the eye on top of the pyramid. You know, I thought I, that was, that was not me. I, I didn't send that one. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I, I saw that somewhere, but I, I thought that was really interesting because, you know, that's essentially what we're going to be seeing is an uprising against the current order. And, uh, you know, I know many people disagree with me on this, but I truly believe that this is the real agenda going on uh, because, you know, all over the world, people are waking up to the 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 matrix so to speak right it's like it's like the movie the matrix you know neo wakes up and he you know takes the red pill and he learns about his power his divinity that's been been that that has been held back and suppressed by the matrix for you know his whole life and that's what you know that's what the matrix is is all about it's it's all about this you know awakening uh, and, um, you know, I, I, th- I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more things like this. We're going to be seeing in various ways. We're going to be seeing this order crumble. We're going to be seeing characters like Rothschild kind of people. Uh, you know, we may, we, we may see Soros pass. You know, we're going to be seeing this transition from, you know, the, the darkness to the quote unquote light. And, and I think that that's what, you know, his passing represents, especially of all days on the blood moon, the, the midterm election. Uh, Cyclops, is there anything uh, you want to say on that? Yeah. So if, if you go on, um, if you could just go on my timeline and you scroll down a few tweets, I retweeted someone earlier, uh, J.S. Oki, who looked at the etymology of the name and the etymology translates to eve of lightning down from the red shield right and then that itself can open up a whole can of worms but i just want to highlight the fact that the the lightning aspect of it and obviously you know uh donnie and i both follow all the storm programming very closely and how that relates to trump and and q and of course you know q made the comeback and um so yeah i i would say that it's related to the storm and everything and of course you know q and you know, all those people, you know, the Trump supporters and everything, they, they look at the storm as as just, you know, like the the draining of the swamp, the, you know, the White Hat's taken over, everything like that. Um, but I, I definitely see the storm as having a different, deeper meaning. And and I actually, I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that at some point and, and go deep on that. But yeah, I, I, I see the Rothschild death definitely. I mean, we know with all these deaths, all like most, I'm not, I'm really not even exaggerating when I say most like celebrity deaths, there's like, 
you could find some programming beforehand or some, you know, hidden meanings behind it all. And, you know, I, I often post about that when someone dies. Like, I just, it's just an assumption at this point. Like, I see someone famous die, like, they die, and then I go back, and, like, if it's an artist, I look at their last couple songs or whatever like that, and there's always something in there. So, um, so yeah, I mean, especially with a Rothschild, I mean, of, of course. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the storm is a, a big part of, you know, what what this is, you know, what, what, in, what is going to, you know, come about. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper on the storm and all that. Um, right now we're, we're really trying to get Drew on here. <sighs> yeah. Unable to, yeah, he's having some serious problems. I wonder if, I wonder if Elon Musk has anything to do with this. <laughs> I want, I want, I wonder if, 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 if Elon Musk is sitting behind his, his his desk you know hey, messing hey donnie <laughs> real real quick did you did you remove drew from the space yeah i, I removed him okay, no, I, no so, I removed him no i didn't remove him from the space i removed him as the co-host because it, he said that he it wasn't letting him be the co-host so i removed him as co-host and then i saw he was a listener and then i saw him he, he left so yeah i don't know if you saw the screenshot he just sent us it says on his screen it's unable to fetch the space yeah, it's weird. I I really have no idea <laughs> what to do about that. Um, could honestly, it could be a good idea to just nuke the space real quick and then restart it. To just end it and restart. I I think so. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that if he does what I said, it'll probably work. I mean, at least for me, it happens. This happens a lot of the time when I join a space, even just as a listener. It'll like. I won't even hear volume or anything, and then it won't let me leave the space, and I'll be stuck in there. And then I have to go in and force stop the app, and that usually works. And then, like I said, if, if that doesn't work, then I just go and delete the uh, data and and whatever else. Yeah, I think yeah. Have Have Drew tried that first? And then... I, I just DM'd him that too. Okay, cool. Yeah, if if it doesn't work, then we're just gonna have to restart the space, unfortunately. But um, yeah. So anyway, uh, in the meantime. Um, I want to talk uh, briefly about the Moonchild rituals. I'm not sure if uh, many people here are familiar with it. Uh, there's actually a specific name for the rituals. It's called the uh, the Babylon Working Rituals, and it was conducted by rocket scientist Jack Parsons and uh, this, the founder of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard. And it was all done under the direction of Aleister Crowley, uh, who... He calls himself the B six six six. We should all know who Aleister Crowley is. Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. One of the most famous occultists in modern history, you know, in the, in the of the twentieth century. And uh, so it was uh, nineteen forty six, actually, the year Trump was born, and it was actually a couple months before Trump's birth that they would actually conduct a series of black magic rituals. Um, they were sex magic, which is a big practice of, uh, which was a big practice as far as, you know, black magic is concerned. And, you know, Aleister Crowley wrote a book in 1917 called Moonchild. And essentially what the Moonchild was for was he was the child who would eventually bring about what Crowley called the Aeon of Horus, right? And the Aeon of Horus was all about uh, bringing about this age where, you know, the, the center focus point 
of of the world is is on uh, is on man, right? Um, <laughs> I believe it's something like, you know, Crowley said first was the was the aeon of of Horus, which was about nature, and then no, no, sorry, it was the it was the aeon of Isis, which was about nature. Then was the aeon of Horus, which is about God, and then the coming aeon of of uh, no, sorry. Osiris was was of, of nature, and then the Aeon of Horus is going to be the uh, the Aeon focused on man, right? So it goes nature, it goes God, and then it goes man. And what we need to understand is that this is the absolute core focus point of the occult of Luciferianism, right? It's all about awakening to your divinity awakening to your sovereignty your natural right to be sovereign to be you know to to understand that you are divine it all goes back to the garden of eden and you know it's it's a really it's a it's something that that so many people miss and by missing this they end up missing the entire antichrist deception because when people think of the Antichrist, what do they think of? They think of, oh, he's this guy who's going to come. He's going to, he's this evil mastermind who's going to bring about hell on earth. And it's like, no, that that's that's not it. You know, the Antichrist isn't a guy who comes and you know, uh, you know, makes this prison planet where he's like this tyrant, this this controlling tyrant who, you know, controls everyone, takes away their freedom. You know, it, it, that's not what it is. Right, we have to get into the mind of 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 the Luciferian, and and that is that is it, it. It's all about breaking free of the prison planet. The same way that Lucifer thinks of himself as the liberator from the Garden of Adam and Eve, he sees himself as the liberator of Adam and Eve, who he freed from God's tyranny, and that's the same setup that we're going to see with this antichrist deception, but I'll get a little bit more into that later. Um, back to the moon child ritual. Here's what's interesting. So the, the rituals were conducted in 1946 and uh, Jack Parsons and, and L. Ron Hubbard. It was said that neither of the two men were the same after these rituals were completed. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard uh, lost, uh, I think he lost his entire ability to move half of his body for like weeks. And uh, it was said that, it was said by uh, those around them that they had developed this intellect. They had tapped into this intellect that wasn't truly theirs, right? And, um, you know, what we have to remember is no child was actually conceived during these rituals, but Jack Parsons, you know, he, he said that the rituals were a success. He, he, he proclaimed the ritual as successful. And lo and behold, just a few months later, under the very next blood moon would be born Donald Trump. Exactly 700 days before the founding of Israel. And, you know, there, there's this show called Strange Angel. 
and it came out. It came out on twenty in, in twenty eighteen, and it's a, it's a show. It's a TV series about Jack Parsons, his life, him you know becoming a rocket scientist, and also his uh, involvement with the occult and with uh, with the Thelema, and and essentially the show goes through all that. But what's interesting is in the show, one of the characters, you know, the, the one of the big questions that's asked repeatedly throughout this this show is how many miles to babylon how many miles to babylon you know it, uh, it's something that jack was 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 trying to figure out as a child and as he grows up his neighbor who was in the thelema asked him how many miles to babylon and he says i heard it's three score and ten right which is 70 right donald trump Became, was inaugurated president on his 70th year, 7th month, and 7th day of life, right? And then he would become the first president to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel on the 70th anniversary of them being a nation, exactly to the day, May 14th, uh, the 70th year. So 70 is a very important number, right? Aleister Crowley wrote the book 777 and other Kabbalistic teachings. Um, you know, these things, this, these numbers, they're, they're, they're very important. They're very important. And, and everything has a, a structure to it. Everything is by design. Oh, uh, Chase, you got something to say here? Yeah. <clears throat> I just wanted to give you a heads up. So Drew he did a hard reset of his phone and he also um, cleared like the cache and deleted all the data from his Twitter app and stuff. He still can't fetch the face, the space. I think there's probably some sort of glitch when like switching co-hosts and stuff. So I think we should just nuke this one, restart it real quick and then add him as speaker first and then add him as co-host. So we don't have any more glitches. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess that's what we'll have to do. All right. Well, apologies, folks. Uh, technical difficulties, um, unfortunately. So we're going to have to just end this space. I'm going to start it right back up. We'll go from there. Hey, there you go. Oh, oh my goodness. Let's go. We're so bad. Let's go. Oh, thank goodness, We are man. back. Straight defeated the New World Order already just to start the show. Elon, yeah, we, Elon's got his engineers working overtime. He's pissed, bro. Yeah, we, we, we called him out, so we had to cover his tracks. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure he's listening on an alt right now. Probably Kanye, too. He's seething right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, can you imagine how <laughs> someone's getting... Can you imagine how pissed he'd be if you're, like, trying to be, like, low-key and wear a devil suit, the devil's champion? But there's a guy who immediately quote tweets you and makes a thread about all the most like damning evidence that you're a 80 year old psyop. <laughs> Someone's getting fired at Twitter right now. I guarantee you. He's they gotta be pissed, bro. He's gotta be pissed. All right, Drew, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let's get let's get this thing rolling here. Awesome. Well, everybody, um, you know I'm Drew Tang. Obviously, I, I assume a lot of people here follow me and uh if you don't if you're following donnie you probably know um i think we have a pretty similar uh view on what's going on um right now and um 
Yeah, I have a little, I think uh, Donnie's focused a little more on how Donald Trump plays into this whole thing as far as the moon child and, you know, this coming, like uh, this change of, um, of the, the ages right now, this power shift. I think Donnie's got a little bit uh, more experience uh, on Trump's side. And I think I've, I've got a little more on the must side. And I think, um, yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's going to be a really cool talk and the energy is insane right now. And uh, it's a pretty powerful day. So I'm excited to uh, get this started. Neat. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I don't know how much of what you heard from the last space as in the one that we just ended. Um, but uh, I was, I was talking about the the uh, Babylon working rituals. I know you have a lot to add on it as well, but uh, my uh, my main focus of it is my main angle is that I wanted to show the connection with the Moon Child, the Aeon of Horus, and Donald Trump, and what it all means. And then I'm sure you'll have plenty of, to add. And then after that, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit more about the election where you know this could be all where this could all head and then uh and then we'll talk about uh some other stuff so um yeah so where 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 even was i i was talking about the Anne of Horus. you had uh, explained you had explained the uh the moon child ritual how jack parsons alistair crowley had done the sex magic ritual to bring into incarnation the antichrist donald trump was born on the falling blood moon you were explaining how the uh kind of like the age that we're entering into is the one of like the freemasonic enlightenment of the divinity of the soul and how like people think that the antichrist is going to be this really scary guy but you were making the case that he is somebody who will awaken mankind to their, mm-hmm. divinity, their that's right yes that's right that that's right yes i remember exactly where i left off thank you um Yes. So, yeah, a lot, a, a big part of of what I have to end up doing and replying to on Twitter is is essentially just these huge misconceptions about the Antichrist, the Beast system, what it all entails, and you know, a, a lot a lot of people probably aren't going to like what I'm about to say, but essentially, you have to understand that. It's actually the truther movement itself that has laid down the foundations for the beast system. And you may hear that and think to yourself, like, what? Like, what do you mean? The truther movement is the one exposing, you know, the the satanic forces of the world and yada, 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 which I say to that, exactly, exactly. You look at the main leaders in the truther movement. Uh, you know, you look at someone, especially like David Icke, which I just watched a really good um, <coughs> uh, documentary, so to speak, by Chris White, who I very much respect on eschatology and uh, end times prophecy. Uh, he made like an hour and a half video about David Icke. He, you know, he read through his books. He, uh, you know, looked at all of, all of his videos and interviews and everything. And what's interesting is a lot of people don't know that David Icke has a very extensive history of channeling these spirit guides, right? These ascended masters, he calls them. But really, we know that these are demons that he's channeling the same way that Alice Bailey 
ch- channeled this these so-called ascended masters the same way Aleister Crowley channeled these ascended masters the, the these people they're 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 getting direct information and guidance by demonic forces and what's interesting about the whole thing is that they all point us back to the same lie all of these spirit guides these demons they all point us back to the same exact lie which is that that humanity needs to awaken needs to spiritually evolve that we are being our our spiritual evolution is being suppressed right and what it's all leading to is to the uh is is to the realization right the the, the false realization that it's actually been god who's been suppressing us and it's lucifer who is the liberator of us who's going to give us our sovereignty who's going to awaken our divinity who's going to lift up mankind who's going to unite mankind under the understanding that when we you know raise our our our, our consciousness when our consciousness shifts that you know, there's going to be a global awakening and that there's going to be a, a, a golden age that's going to come from this. And that's exactly what the Aeon of Horus is. Alice, Alice Bailey called it the age of Aquarius. It's called other things by other people. It's all. I, Donnie, thing. Donnie, Donnie, I'd like to just interject right here. Sure One that. of the few uh, on the on the um, topic of the Georgia Guidestones, which I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with when Donnie's talking about this new age they're seeking specifically out of the few things that we know a hundred percent, you know, are directly tied to the people who a message directly from the founders and the builders of the Georgia Guidestones on the, the, the stone tablet they left there to uh, like give description of the Georgia Guidestones. It specifically says when it says um, who it was built by or, or funded, it was funded by a small group seeking an age of reason. So that's what they were calling it, it an age of reason. And, mm. um, and yeah, it's literally, it was on the guidestones, which are now, you know, have been blown up themselves. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to add that. Go ahead, Donnie. It, yeah, Donnie, which, may, which, may, may I also interject one thing to strengthen both of your guys' positions in this? Go for it. Okay, so this, this new age that you guys are referencing, and this is going to significantly strengthen your position, Drew, as well. This new age, uh, the founding fathers and the Freemasons referenced it as the Novus Ordo Seclorum, right? So if you look at the back of a dollar bill, right underneath the pyramid, it says Novus Ordo Seclorum. That translates to the new order of the ages. This yeah, is- and, and, and Elon had that on the back of uh, one of his outfits, I think, at the... I was at some award ceremony, but Met I literally, Gala. yeah, the Met Gala. Yeah. He yep. had that literally on the back of his, uh, his shirt. Go ahead. Exactly. And you know, people, they, they look at that and they're like, Oh, Elon's being edgy and stuff. But like to the occult elite, they take this very seriously. And what the new order of the ages is, this is the Freemasonic ideal of the creation of the new Atlantis, right? So you have ancient Atlantis. This was, uh, you know, Plato and Solon, they talked about this. This was the, the pre-Diluvian world, the pre-flood world where you had kind of the age of the gods and demigods where you had beings walking around with super advanced intelligence and strength and technology and stuff. 
And uh, there's been a prophecy for thousands of years that th- there would be a new Atlantis. And in this new Atlantis, you would have this age of reason where mankind would finally, you know, achieve enlightenment and, and unlock the mysteries and use uh, advanced knowledge and technology in order to ascend to basically godhood with a lowercase g. And this would be the achievement of the Luciferian and Freemasonic ideal of, of becoming super advanced beings with full kind of temporal control over our realm, right? And that's, this is like, th- this is at the center of the occult founding of the United States. This is a, a huge secret that very few people know about. And uh, it is kind of the age of reason and enlightenment that the, the Georgia Guidestones referenced, that Elon Musk referenced on the back of his jacket at the Met Gala, that the dollar bill references. So this is something that the elites have been very serious about for a long time. And, uh, you know, it just, it goes into what, what you're saying as well, Donnie. So I just wanted to explain that for anybody unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great point actually. And, uh, you know, what's really interesting about that is, you know, understanding that America was founded on an occult foundation stone. And, you know, a lot of people aren't going to like this, but you know uh, the founding fathers were not uh were, they were not christian men right you had especially people like thomas jefferson who created his own version of the bible in where jesus did not resurrect from the dead and that's that's a huge problem that's a huge problem because if jesus did not resurrect then we we are still in sin right it, it's a big deal it's a big deal they were occultists. They were Freemasons. They were heavily involved in the occult mystery schools. Um, and the entire uh, American Revolution, believe it or not, a lot of people, again, a lot of people aren't going to like this. But it was, it was all about the perpetuating these occult uh, teachings on, onto the country. And, you know, what's interesting about that is the fact that a lot, a lot of people don't know this, but there was actually a lot of Christians who were, you know, they, they didn't want to support the revolution. They didn't want to support the bloodshed. And a lot of them didn't want to take oaths as the revolutionaries were, you know, forcing people to take oaths. And in the Bible, it talks against taking oaths. And, you know, but the response from the revolutionaries it wasn't, oh, well, it's your, liber- it's, it's your libertarian right to, you know, say no or to not participate. They didn't say, you know, oh, you have a right to not support or you have a – no, that wasn't their response. Their response, believe it or not, many Christians were starved, persecuted, and even executed by patriots and revolutionaries. And there was even uh, shady briberies going on in the church, getting the church to also uh, shame any Christians who were not pro-revolution. And I think this is a great picture of what we're going to see happen very soon. And we're already seeing it happen in the church you know, uh, I mean, how many churches are, you know, pro-Trump? You know, there, some are, uh, many are even saying that, you know, Trump is, is, is chosen by God to bring a great revival 
to America. And, you know, I, I agree that Trump is chosen by God, but, but, but not, not for the same reasons that they're preaching. And there's so many false teachers out there right now um, who are peddling this stuff. And I think what we're going to see is something very similar to what happened during the American Revolution. Do you have something to say, Drew? Um, yeah, I just wanted to add, so so two things. We're talking about the founding fathers here and then um, specifically Jefferson. So um, the parallel I want to draw really quick is that um, Plato's Republic, which, you know, Plato was the one who told us about Atlantis as well. Um, and this new Atlantis that Francis Bacon wrote about in his book, he was basically, he was, he was basically a, a wizard in... Um, in England, he was the final editor on the King James version of the Bible. He basically wrote Shakespeare as well, basically as a proxy for the Rosicrucians. They wrote New Atlantis. He he's a part of a line of these um, these British magicians, which um, basically Aleister Crowley is also in that line. And now you were talking about earlier about David Icke, and I think he is basically. He's the new, uh, he's the next in like, if you think about it in a Star Wars sense, like the Sith having an apprentice, which I think is basically, I think, you know, Star Wars is basically based off the the battle between the um, Druids and like the Empire of Rome. But anyways, um, if you want to look at, at, at that, like that comparison, and then also Thomas Jefferson specifically said that Francis Bacon was like an inspiration to him. So when you're talking about like... Um, you know, uh, the founding fathers in that regard, obviously Ben Franklin was a part of the hellfire club, like satanic, like orgies and shit in England. And of course he had a big, uh, cache of, uh, children, skeletons, burned children, skeletons next to mixed with animal bones in like the backyard of the place where he used to stay in England. And, uh, my final thought here is that the founding fathers are in the same way that we're being pushed towards a technocracy right now and it's basically technocracy by um by you know technocracy is obviously ruled by the experts is how it's sold but in reality it's like ruled by celebrities and in this case businessmen who have basically found so much success they've taken on superhero aspects like musk kanye trump that are now and uh you know trump's the first one to really move into direct political power from it so they're setting up this technocracy, basically, um, you know, to put all of our trust in the, these unelected leaders that are, well, you know, may or, or they might actually get elected, but basically a technocracy giving all the power to Elon, let him buy Twitter and, and let him fix it. Um, you know, Trump is basically against the entire political establishment. Kanye is now against the entire media. Um, what they're setting up is based off of it's the same way that we've deified the founding fathers. Um, is the way that these new technocrats are being deified. And that's kind of what the Moonchild ritual is about, is getting, preparing the population to accept rule by new technocrats or new founding fathers. But uh, that's it. Mm, exactly. No, that, that's exactly right. And yeah, um, yeah, Don, Donnie, I'm sorry. Is it cool if I hop in yeah, real quick too? Okay. Ahead, um, yeah, I just wanted to branch off what Drew was saying because, um, yeah, I've, I've, I believe that, you know, Elon taking over Twitter was probably – it's probably just, you know, some, you know, just revelation, some less, lesser magic of the fact that he's going to have access to all of our data and and then use that to, you know, for a variety of reasons. And part of it is because 
you know, they study us, they learn our, our actions, our behavior, our, our thoughts, everything like that. And then by doing so, you know, they run all these, you know, different simulations and they have algorithm, algorithms and whatnot. And then, and then they can determine, they could put in hypothetical situations and then determine like how their programming will have specific effects, you know, based on what they do. And something I've been thinking about recently, I haven't tweeted this yet, but um, we, we of course know like, you know, the, the order out of chaos and how that applies to a lot of, you know, what, what, what Donnie and Drew and Jason, you know, we all know. And I'm starting to think that it's, it's layered. And I think that it applies to, it applies to the fact that they believe that there is at least a certain level of, of just like permanent chaos, like, you know, just entropy throughout society in general. And that by learning our behavior and studying us and seeing how to program us, then they can learn how to establish that order out of the chaos that already exists. And I, I thought about this because um, I just watched, I just caught up on Westworld and season three is all about this supercomputer, supercomputer that does these crazy simulations and whatnot. And, and there's a scene, I, I did tweet this one scene out though, when they talk about, they specifically say that, you know, God was dead. So they decided they, that they had to create their, their own God to, create this order out of chaos. And then there's some other examples too that I've been keeping up with, but yeah, I, I definitely just wanted to add that that's definitely a major part of what's going on. Very interesting chase. Yeah. I just, I want to, I want to add something here too, to, to further flesh out what you guys are talking about and what I referenced with the Novus Ordo Seclorum. So, you know, with the age of demigods and stuff that I, that I was talking about with the Novus Ordo Seclorum, you have a man, Elon Musk, who, his his stated goals with Neuralink are to radically increase his intelligence. He's talked about how when when a proper AI gets created, we're essentially going to be creating a god. That god is going to be unbeatable by human methods. Our intelligence would essentially be, you know, the same intelligence relationship that an ant would have to a human being, but we would be the ant and the AI would be the god. And Elon Musk's thesis with the creation of Neuralink is, you know, if, if we're not going to beat AI, we might as well merge with AI so that we can be as powerful as AI and we can use it to our advantage, right? And when he says our advantage, obviously he means, you know, only the elites that are truly wealthy and powerful enough to, to have that kind of uh, technology at their fingertips. I can't imagine that the version of Neuralink that he would get would be the same as what you or I might get. And uh, this, this is a man who wants to radically increase his intelligence and then also achieve eternal life through technology as well. And when you have someone who has hooked up their brain and their consciousness and their intelligence to all of the world's data, and they are able to access and cro- cross-reference all of the world's data at a moment's notice, they would be giving themselves a godlike intelligence that would do exactly what Cyclops was describing. And, and Alex Jones talked about this on his first episode that he did with, with Joe Rogan. You know, he said the elites want to create what he called a true crystal ball, right? So they'd be able to look at the past human history with their AI connection. They'd be able to look at what's happening in the present, right? So Elon, now that he owns Twitter, he'd be, he'd be able to see how the collective consciousness is unfolding in real time. He'd be able to see what people are thinking about, what they're talking about, what they what their emotions are in relation to the future. Are they fearful of this thing? Do they want, you know, some other thing? And then by monitoring the collective consciousness in real time using this radically upgraded intelligence, 
they would be able to direct the future of humanity and, and all future events, basically. And this is this is truly like the fruition of the Novus Ordo Seclorum. You would have human beings that are achieving this godlike intelligence that they can use to to control humanity. And I think you know one of one of the reasons why I'm interested in this discussion is first off because. Donnie's thesis, although I don't agree with everything that he says, he makes he makes very strong points that are undeniable in my opinion. And as somebody who's studied the occult, there's just too much to uh, to look away from, and I, I can't help but pay attention to what he's saying because there's a lot of truth to it that I see. Um, and you know, Drew Tang, the, the predictive programming and everything, he is he has pulled the curtain back on the elites for the past you know five years that I've been following him, and uh, so I'm. I'm interested to see how this discussion evolves because, um, you know, I've, I've studied the Bible. I, I know the, the prophecies of the coming beast system, the Antichrist, all this stuff, and, and a lot of it is taking shape right now. So hopefully that clarifies for anybody listening. Very good. Very good. Drew, do you have something to say? Yeah, so I just wanted to add two things to, uh, to what Chase was saying. Um, one, about the Elon merging with um, technology, merging with AI. So essentially, the end, the end game of any technocracy is basically, if it's ruled by experts, then ultimately your society is going to be ruled by an AI. Um, because obviously that is, you know, would be the ultimate expert, which is basically what Elon's talking about. Second thing is um, the DOSX video game that he made, um, the, his profile picture during the pandemic which is about a cyborg government agent that realizes that the government created the pandemic to gain more authoritarian control. It was released in 2000. The Twin Towers were already down in the game by a terrorist attack. And basically the end of the game, um, dos ex machina, meaning ghost out of machine, which is basically, um, it's a, um, it's a plot device where a savior comes out of nowhere at the last second where everything looks, um, completely um hopeless basically think um the end of the uh like avengers endgame when when uh iron man ends up with the uh with the gauntlet and snaps his fingers that's a dose ex machina um basically that video game ends with the main character which looks like elon like you can look um you know i posted a few threads with with the dose ex um cover on it but it looks exactly like Elon and basically the end of the film is, or the end of the video game is that he merges with AI and becomes like a benevolent ruler of the entire world. So that's what I just want to add there. Yes. And Deus Ex Machina, I know you just got done watching the Donnie Darko film, but uh, it's a big point in the Donnie Darko film at, at the end of the movie. I, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched If you haven't watched Donnie Darko, highly recommend watching it. It's actually what my account is named after has a lot of tie-in with Donald Trump, the predictive programming surrounding him, uh, the storm, all of these things. But uh, but thanks for your input. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, I, I literally just watched Donnie Darko, um, I think now two days ago, and it was insane. I had no idea that the movie like ended with him saying Dos Ex Machina. So it's like that movie is a direct tie-in combining the uh donald trump symbolism and the um elon musk roles where elon musk is the dose ex machina that's why all of his stuff um you know he started his first major success was x.com which became paypal then he had spacex 
Now he wants to turn Twitter into the X everything app, which is basically like the Chinese WeChat, which so it'll like take over everything and have all your data. And um, it, but yeah, Donnie Darko, it combines the two roles where basically Donnie Darko is Donald Trump. And in that movie, the rabbit that's dressed up is basically essentially it was the dos ex machina. He like, uh, you'll have to watch the, the movie to like figure it out, but it's also like, um, yeah. So it combines the two is really interesting, but, um, but yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. And for everybody listening, who's curious about the Deus Ex Machina thing, I, I pinned, uh, Drew's tweets on this and, uh, Elon's stuff that he referenced to the Jumbotron as well as, um, some tweets about Elon Musk, the Novus Ordo Seclorum, his recent cologne burnt hair with the tagline that said the flames will begin in Q1 2023. I posted all that stuff to the Jumbotron so you guys can look at it. I, I just want to say I, it, 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 could mean, it could mean both. I'm not sure, but I know um, it at least also means uh, Deus Ex Machina also means ghost or uh, God, God out of the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God of the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually referenced this in my thread that I created about Elon Musk, where I speculate that he could very well be the false prophet, who is the second beast in Revelation 13, who calls fire down from heaven, right? Which could be his rockets, right? Shooting up into the- And Starlink, the Starlink drones uh in Ukraine. uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Um, And essentially, I make the case that, you know, it may be possible that you know he promised he's he's the he's the false prophet that that promises eternal life to the whole world by digitizing their consciousness, and that's what Elon Musk said. I believe it was a few years ago. He said that he was certain that he could uh, make everyone immortal by digitizing their consciousness. Which, by the way, I don't believe in that crap. Uh, you know, I don't. I, if 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 that were to ever happen, I, it, it wouldn't be you right it would be a copy of you if 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 that was even possibly the case you know uh don't fall for it you know i know jared kushner not long ago said yeah yeah that he was that uh he could very well be the last generation to die you know which was and and the way he said it so casually and confidently like (laughs) almost like he's absolutely certain of it and you know i just want to warn anyone you know, don't do that. Don't digitize your consciousness. You will, you will probably, you will likely die. And there may be some copy of you existing in some way, but don't do that. <laughs> um, but it would be interesting though, if he, if Elon Musk was the false prophet, right? Because <clears throat> the false prophet is a very important character in Revelation, uh, almost as important as the beast himself because he is the second beast. The first beast is the Antichrist who was a political leader, right? He's the guy who cozies up with Israel, right? The woman, the harlot. Israel is the woman that rides the beast, right? Uh, like I made the connections earlier with Donald Trump uh, being the first president to recognize Israel uh, on the 70th anniversary. He was born exactly 700 days uh, before the founding, uh, I have a list of all the things in Israel that are dedicated or named after Trump. Uh, I know that the train station at the Temple Mount is being named after Donald Trump. The Golan Heights have been renamed the Trump Heights. Uh, there's a coin by the Temple Institute 
uh, minted in Jerusalem with uh, Donald Trump and King Cyrus. And, King, and for those who aren't familiar with King Cyrus, uh, King Cyrus was a uh, Persian king who defeated Babylon and freed the Jews who were held in captivity there. And what, that ha- what happened after that is that allowed the Jews to return home to Israel and rebuild the temple, which was the second temple. And uh, I know that Cyrus also helped out in some of the funding and development of the temple. So... And it's weird that I don't know if someone has the can pull that up on the jumbotron. It's 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 on my tweets if you just type in Cyrus. But you know it's a it's it's a coin with Donald Trump right next to King Cyrus, and on the back it says, "And he charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem." And uh, you know, this isn't some like random company that made this. This is this is the Temple Institute, uh, you know, in Jerusalem. This this is this is big stuff. And, you know, Donald, you know, there's rabbis actually right now, uh, specifically the rabbi who oversees one of the most holiest sites in all of Jerusalem, which is the tomb of King David himself. Now, you know, uh, I'm not sure if anyone is familiar with the qualifications that one needs to be even able to qualify for the Jewish Messiah, for the Moshiach. But one of them is that he must come uh, directly from the line of King David, right? And that's why, you know, Jesus is referred to as the son of David, because he is the true fulfillment of the Davidic covenant. But, you know, obviously the Jews rejected Jesus. They rejected the true Messiah. And I I can't recall which verse it is, but Jesus said to the the Jews, he said, I have come in my father's name and, and you have not received me. But another shall come in his own name, and him ye shall receive. Who is this person that he's talking about? He's talking about the Antichrist. He's talking about the, the, the Messiah that they will acknowledge, that they will uh, accept as, as, as the Messiah. And it's interesting that he says he shall come in his own name. And, you know, if there's one person I can think of, who comes in his own name, it's probably, you know, the, the, the billionaire who's got like 30 companies just with his name on it, you know, oh, probably well over 30 companies. Uh, you know, Trump comes in his own name. The, 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 the people in Israel love Trump. Wayne Allen Root said it himself. The, uh, the Jewish Christian who has the radio talk show, has interviewed Trump, is very close with Trump. He said himself that the people in Israel love him like he's the king of Israel. They love him like he's the second coming of God. He tweeted that, and or he said that. And Trump, right, a lot of people like to say, oh, well, Trump's a Christian. Trump, you know, he, he, he's of God. He follows God. You know, uh, uh, any normal believer would, if someone was calling me, for example, the you know, the king of Israel or, or the second coming of God, you know, I, I would have to rebuke those statements, right? No, I'm not the second coming of God, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no one special, yada, yada, yada. But what does Trump do? He, he goes and he praises his comments and then even, uh, even tweets them out. Just so happens to be on the very same day that he looked up into the sky and said that he was the chosen one. The same day, later that same exact day, uh, which was, which was actually exactly two years after the first Great American Eclipse, which I don't believe is coincidence. And there's a lot of other coincidences that go into it. I see Drew has his hand raised. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, he might have stepped away. Oh, 
sorry, my bad. I just uh, forgot to unmute there. Um, Two things. I just wanted to know because um, uh, just because, you know, the Kanye stuff has been in the news recently. One thing I wanted to to point out as far as like biblical references and, you know, basically being a biblical figure is um, obviously in the King James Bible, which is, of course, the version written. uh, The final editor was Francis Bacon, the same guy who wrote New Atlantis. Um, You know, they use the term yay a lot like you know um uh it y-e mm-hmm. is how they like address you um in the bible so like now basically all the bible verses uh, which is funny because he posted a bible verse on his story um the other day but he didn't use the um the saint james or uh sorry king james version um of the bible when he was quoting it so it didn't say yay but um but that's one thing to point out. Um, and it was a, it was a quote about, um, uh, being a prophet and having people like rebuke you in, in Jesus's name is like, you know, blessed, uh, blessed are you who, who do that. So, um, that was one thing. And then, um, yeah, I, I think that's about it. There you go. That's actually really interesting. I actually wasn't aware of that. And I didn't really think of that connection there with uh, yay as in Kanye and then the word ye in the Bible, which is spelled yay, and uh, him posting that. That is interesting. I, I completely just remembered that I was going I was going somewhere with the, uh, the King David stuff, the rabbi. Yes, the rabbi who oversees the tomb of King David is, as we speak, undergoing uh, a, a genealogical uh, genealogical research into Trump's uh, family history, and is tr- and is actually and is actively trying to find a connection from King David to Donald Trump. And there's a lot of really interesting things about this because, um, you know, number one, personally, I think that they could just fake it. They could just say we found a link when there's really no link. I think that that's probably the most likely uh, situation. They'll say they found a link. There's really no link. You know, he just needs to be, you know, in that position. Um, number one. Uh, well, number we, two, well, we know we know he's tied to we know we tie, he's tied to English and therefore German royalty. Um, like that connection has already been made by whatever that like uh, that like eighth grade girl who did it for a school project, you know, tied all the um, presidents to um to the German uh, royal or yeah, German royal family. And if you notice all those European crests, they always use the lion symbolism. And that lion is for, it represents uh, Judah, the the lion of Judah. So it's like, it's a reference to being, you know, the royalty of, of the Jewish line, the Mm -hmm. biblical. Yeah. And we all know who the true lion of Judah is, which is Jesus Christ, the real Messiah, not this fake Messiah that they're, going to be revealing very soon. Um, and so what's interesting about this whole, uh, you know, King David stuff is that um, Donald Trump was sitting at a meeting one time. And uh, Chase, if you just type in Lev Parnas, you could find it on my, tw- on my tweets. But Lev Parnas uh, and some others were sitting with Trump. And he said, you know, Trump, uh, me and my, uh, some rabbis were talking and, you know, rabbis, the rabbis in Ukraine, the rabbis in Israel, they all love you so much. Uh, but we figured out that your name, Donald J. Trump, uh, Donald, Donald John Trump, actually, uh, it, it calculates to the Messiah's name. And Trump's like, 
oh, what, uh, you know, what do you mean? Da, da, da. He's like, well, the Messiah's name is 424. And, you know, your name is also 424. He's like, it's amazing. It's almost like, he said, it's almost like you're the savior of the whole world. You know, and they start laughing and stuff. And, uh, and you know, Trump's giddy. You know, he, he, he loves to hear stuff like that. And um, what's interesting is that he actually does. His, his, his name, okay, he, puts, he put this up for, uh, on, on the Jumbotron. There's also a video, the actual video of them talking uh, as well. But uh, if you look, Donald Trump. And Donnie, they're, they're both up there just so everybody knows. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I see it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, if you if you look, Donald uh, Trump in Hebrew is four two four, and then you know uh, Messiah, son of David, also equals four two four. And this is what this is the point that Lev Parnas was making. But what's really weird and interesting and creepy about all of this is that uh, so Donald Trump was the very first pr- sitting. He was the first sitting U.S. president to visit the Western Wall, right? The many presidents have went, but not as a sitting president. Donald Trump was the first sitting president. And I put it up on the jumbotron there. Um, when he walked up to go touch the wall, the moment, and you can watch the video, the exact moment that he touches the wall, the time changes to what? 424. I, I think, like, look, I, I understand that things can be a coincidence sometimes, but I don't think that this is, that these things are coincidences. I think that I think that there's something very important that we need to pay attention to. And remember, as I was saying before, the Antichrist is a political leader who makes a, a covenant or a peace deal with Israel, right, which Donald Trump has done. I'm not saying that's the peace deal, but he has absolutely made a peace deal known as the Abraham Accords, um, I believe in 2019, could be 2020, I'm not sure. But um, but he absolutely did make a peace deal. Donnie, can I jump on? Can I jump in on this really quick? Uh, sure. And then and then Drew had his has had his hand raised. But go ahead. Yeah. So th- this is just really important to strengthen what you're saying. So if you guys uh, swipe back a few tweets in the jumbotron, this was this was one of the things that like really caught my attention. Um, I mentioned biblical prophecy earlier in the conversation, and for everybody listening, whether you are a Christian or aren't. The, the, the Bible is a book of prophecy, right? There's hundreds of, of prophecies that predicted Jesus's coming and the things that he did in his life that Jesus then fulfilled. There's a ton of prophecies that Jesus and his disciples stated about the end times, many of which are coming true right now. And with Kushner and the peace deal that Kushner and Trump worked out in the Middle East, there's a prophecy in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, okay? And it says, While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape, right? So this is a very specific prophecy. When Jared Kushner signed the the Abraham Accords with Trump to bring peace to the Middle East, they held a series of press conferences. And at these press conferences, every single time, on the wall behind them, it would say peace and security. And you can see that in the image right there. I'll, I'll post that again to the Jumbotron. So yeah, there's there's a lot happening here, folks. Yes, that's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, also, before right before Drew hops in, I also want to add to what you said also that, you know, uh, if, if you go back and watch a lot of Trump's speeches, his administration, Mike Pompeo's, that if, if you count the amount of times they say peace and safety, peace and safety, 
peace and safety, peace. Sometimes they'll add prosperity and safety. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting because that's literally what the Bible says. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. And, you know, I, I think that we should really be paying attention. Uh, Drew, go ahead. Yeah. So, so just a couple of things there. I think, you know, most importantly, um, as far as the Trump character, you know, um, my thing is kind of relating these figures, not only to the roles that they would match up to in Revelation, but also to, you know, roles in pop culture and, and specifically in the Marvel series as, you know, uh, Jack Parsons, we talked about, he was the one who did the Moonchild ritual. His first name is actually Marvel. His name is Marvel Jack Parsons. Um, and so the whole Marvel series is basically a manifestation of the Moonchild ritual and the programming within that movie basically puts out the roles and gets us to accept them. So for instance, I, I mean, the obvious example is, is Iron Man. Um, Elon Musk has Iron Man. He was in Iron Man 2. Um, Robert Downey Jr. specifically said that he based the character off of Musk. Um, and, you know, he's been, been called the real life Iron Man a million times over. Um, but so, you know, Kanye, I see as the Black Panther for, for a lot of reasons, you know, his dad was a Black Panther. There's the killing of the king ritual type stuff with Malcolm X, because Malcolm X was calling out the same uh, type of liberal elite that Kanye is. Um, but uh, Trump, I see as Captain America, you know, as we're talking about this Moonchild ritual in the Marvel Universe, basically the man who's truly um responsible for um making the avengers and this whole like good guy team is not tony stark but tony stark's father howard stark whose character they directly based off of the look of marvel jack parsons and that character howard stark creates obviously not only tony stark iron man his son but the first avenger he creates is captain america um, using like basically using his science to enhance Captain America's body. Um, so anyways, long story short, um, all the Trump predictive programming has to do with time travel, um, starting with the, um, the, uh, what's the, uh, marvelous, uh, Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey and the last president by Ingersoll Lockwood at the turn of the uh, century in the 19, I believe is not, uh, 1898 and 1900 is when uh, he wrote The Last President. But in those books, you know, there's so many similarities. You're like, what the hell? This guy had to have had some type of time travel in some way or another. Um, then there's a lot of predictive programming. He's actually, uh, Trump is like basically a character in the second Back to the Future movie. And they specifically say that the bad guy is based off of Donald Trump, where basically he discovers time travel and uses it just to make himself wealthy and powerful as opposed to like doing anything positive with it. Um, and then in the Donnie Darko movie, it's also about time travel. And he also, the main character, Donnie time travel. So time travel and in Captain America, in the Marvel movies, the last, the 22nd movie that made up the Marvel Avengers series um, that ended in Endgame. In the last, in order to truly fix everything, Captain America has to go back in time and live out his life again. So he's the only character that is actually sacrificed to the time travel thing. So when we're talking about like all this stuff about Trump, like 
being born under the blood moon and um you know being his inauguration was 70 years and seven months and seven days after he was born and even being born what 700 days before the creation of israel all that stuff is like that time what q says which is obviously tied in with trump it's basically the the image that even if you believe and if you have never read q but you support Donald Trump, it doesn't matter because this you believe that he's basically the same archetype. You still think that he's an anti-establishment outsider who's going to bring justice to the world. So it doesn't really matter if you believe in Q or not, but the Q reinforcement of it, which is obviously based on V for Vendetta, it's you know, crazy, most evident version of predictive programming I can think of by a known chaos magician, Alan Moore. Um, Q always would say future proves past. So basically the main reasons why people like, you know, obviously I was following very closely at the time, all about Q. Um, you know, I never voted for Trump to be honest, but I did follow the Q stuff and, and, you know, it was, um, it was interesting. And, and the, the part that really made it interesting was one particular time where Q made a post that he who shall not be named is going to be back in the news again. I forget how they actually reference it. But basically, they would never say John McCain's name in the Q post. They referred to him as like no name. And they said no name will be back in the news soon. And then one month to the not only to the date, but to the time of the post, that is the date that they they claim John McCain died of, uh, died at, which, you know, you can choose a time of death pretty arbitrarily. Um, but anyways, that type of basically all the prophecy with Trump has involved very specific timing. So that just like kind of plays into all the time travel, predictive programming. And of course, the Ingersoll Lockwood books. All right. We're, we're, we're definitely getting into, you know, the, the stuff I like looking into now. So I'd, I'd like to add, oh, uh, oh, oh, hold on. just one second. I just want to add that yeah. the, 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 what adds legitimacy to that. And I totally forgot about this is that obviously Nikola Tesla, the guy who invented AC power, had all types of inventions. He never got released, x-ray, remote control. Um, he, uh, the person who the FBI gave all of Tesla's notes to was Donald Trump's uh, MIT uh, professor uncle, John Trump. So, uh, and so if, if Tesla had time travel technology, then that would mean the next person who got it was Trump's uncle. And then... And if you think about the archetypes like Rick and Morty, um, the Back to the Future, the old professor and the young like nephew, that's basically uh, Trump and his uncle. And then there's also a DARPA whistleblower who specifically says like, hey, uh, we do have time travel technology. I've used it. And it's based off of information that we got off of Tesla. Yeah. So, yeah, perfect. Exactly. I was, I was going to bring up this this John Trump Tesla connection too. And what's really interesting too, um, which I actually, you know, found found out about somewhat recently is that, so this connection is important. And, you know, people say that, um, you know, like the Philadelphia experiment, for example, was, you know, it, they, they, it was an experiment about, uh, you know, time travel as Drew was saying, and, you know, opening a portal and supposedly, you know, there are stories that it was like the portal worked but not in the way they wanted to and they just ended up you know in like virginia with people like you know welded into the the walls and everything like that basically and so what's super interesting though is that so tesla actually admitted himself like in his, in his work 
that a lot of the stuff that he was working on at the, to- at the time of his death was actually inspired by and based on the work of John Trump and this, this other person, Robert Vandegraaff. And Vandegraaff developed, him and Trump developed, I want to say for a long time, as of like still to the 2000s, the second uh, strongest particle accelerator in the world behind CERN, right? And so, so obviously that connects to all the portals and everything. And, you know, I always say, you know, when it comes to CERN and everything like that, you know, I don't, I'd be lying if I said I knew for sure exactly what was going on there, or, you know, anything like that. But, um, but that, that, that is very important to consider. And so, and then also connecting this back to Marvel and Captain America. So, so this is some stuff I've been learning from. He's actually in this space right now, uh, waking up with analog and um, he's, he's got so much great info. He knows like everything we do times a million. It's, it's ridiculous. But so basically, so, you know, everyone's been tracking all of these uses of black goo and whatnot in the programming. And there's like all these different theories and it like, like most things, it's definitely layered, but at least a core part of it, he says, according to his research, and like I said, he has a lot of great research and, you know, primary sources and whatnot is that the black goo represents radium. And so, when they created Captain America, they used a secret serum, and then they also blast him with radiation. And and that that's also Hulk is is created when uh, and radiation experiment to duplicate the Captain America process goes wrong, and the Hulk ends up green. And radium is known for its green glow. And in the Philadelphia experiment, the ship, you know, the people who were there supposedly said that the ship had a green glow to it. So. So yeah, all of these connections are super crazy. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's what I wanted to add for now. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, yeah. You have a lot of good work on these, these portals, right? Which is a big part of everything going on, especially in, in regards to the storm. I just put on the jumbotron an image of Donald Trump, uh, back when he was in mil- military Academy and he is, um, he is the tip of the spear in it, I've actually never seen a military formation like this. I, I googled it, and I I got up to like page twenty. I couldn't I could not find this military academy doing this same formation. But on the what's interesting is on the back, right on the wall. If you take a look, it actually says many. I think it says many. Yeah, here it is. Many courageous and gallant men have passed through these portals, and uh, you know that it all goes back to what uh drew and psychops were saying about you know uh john trump donald trump's paternal uncle who was the one who confiscated confiscated nikola tesla's work and you know uh trump brags all the time about how he has a mit professor uncle and how he shared all of these secrets with him and you know it's interesting that q many in the q movement say that, you know, Trump is a time traveler. And, you know, that all goes back to the uh, the book by Ingersoll Lockwood that I put on the Jumbotron right next to the right next to the one I just put up, uh, which was, uh, as Drew was saying, a book from 1889 that uh, talks about, you know, uh, Baron Trump. And, you know, he's being guided by the, I believe he's called the master of, of all things. And his name is Don. 
Yeah, and, Master uh, of All Masters. Uh, Master that, of All Masters. Yeah, me and my friend just love to troll that. Just Master of All Masters. Because it's just like so <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> it is very over the top. Um, because we know that, you know, God is truly the Master of All Masters. But uh, no, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, it goes back to the, the portals because in, in the plot of the story of, 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 of the book is that, you know, he's being guided to Russia to find this underground portal. And uh, <clears throat> there is a lot of connections with this time travel stuff, with this portal stuff. Now, I just want to make things clear. I do not believe in time travel, right? I, I just don't believe that it's actually a thing. But I do think that uh, a big part of the narrative, when this awakening comes to its fruition, you know, and all this technology is released, right? Uh, because... Uh, a lot of the, the New Agers for so many years have talked about all this secret technology that's going to be revealed uh, upon the awakening. And we see also Q people talking about this great quantum uh, uh, shift, you know, in technology and finances and all this stuff, right? Um, the quantum phones, all this crazy stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's really interesting uh, that you know, it, it all ties in so perfectly. And I think that th they might even say that Trump is actually a time traveler. That was actually the case all along and so on and so forth. That that could be something that, that, they, that they do say. Um, uh, I know that. You know, I, mean, uh, I'm sorry, re real quick. I just wanted to add on. I forgot to add in that the whole Captain America radiation, radium connection is important because John Trump was like a leading force in uh, radiation research and everything. And then also that connects to, you know, the number 88 uh, radium's atomic number is 88 and that connects to Trump and these portals and everything. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just remembered, I forgot. I left that out. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the portal guy. Anytime I need to know information on portals, I go right to your threads. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you do, you do a lot of the predictive programming stuff. Um, and, and I highly recommend anyone watching to, to give him a follow because he, he Cyclops has great work on all this stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we, we did kind of go on, on a lot of topics here. I guess let's, uh, unless anyone else has something to add, let's maybe refocus on something else. I know that we were going to talk about the election a little bit. I'm not sure if that's something you guys uh, you know, want to get into. Uh, if, if anyone has any comments, uh, I know that I said a few things at the beginning of the, show, uh, of the space while we were waiting. Drew, you got something to say? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, I think what we should focus on is, is now the red moon, um, the blood moon, um, the symbolism, obviously, uh, connecting it, the moon child ritual to Trump. Um, and then also I wanted to, um, I'll, I guess I'll just go first. So some, some really interesting stuff I learned about the, like the blood moon, what different cultures, specifically um, the Incans in America, in the Americas, um, they believe that a blood moon was like a, a um, basically an omen of the overthrow of the king. Um, and then for those who have looked into basically like the mythology of Mexico and South America, basically the Americas, um, you know, pre-colonialization um, in Mexico, their main god was uh, was Quetzalcoatl, and there was a comic about Quetzalcoatl where they just called him Q, 
Um, so that's like that's one thing that was. I, I think that's like a comic. He's from a the serpent eight- god too, isn't he? What's a god? Yeah, isn't he a serpent god? Yeah, feathered serpent. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Which is you know a common. Um, there's actually oh that's the other thing is the Wakanda movie that's coming out on eleven eleven. The it's basically the Wakanda people are fighting the Atlanteans, and they say the Atlanteans are basically the ancient um, Mexicans with Quetzalcoatl, or I think they call them, they get, they use one of his other names, but, uh, but yeah, so that's in the, the upcoming Wakanda movie, which is also, you know, ties in with the Kanye stuff. And, um, but anyways, yeah, the, the blood moon, I think Donnie could, could really uh, give us a succinct um, reasoning why the blood moon is important. I, I, yeah, I, I just want to add the uh, go ahead, go ahead. 11, 11 date. 11 is the number one number that I found to be commonly used with, uh, you know, portals and, and Janus, the God of portals and everything like that. Um, so the fact that it's releasing 11, 11 is, is definitely significant too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just want to say, I just want to see chase. Uh, I see you're having some difficulty here. Are you, is everything cool? I don't, I don't think he's uh, able to speak for some reason. Um, yeah, I guess not. Okay, yeah. So, well, hopefully, Chase, we figure that out. But um, yeah, going into the Blood Moon, I, I, I was speaking in the be- in the very beginning of the uh, of the space when we were waiting for everybody to join, and I was talking a little bit about um, you know how Donald Trump was born under a Blood Moon, and like Drew said, you know it, it's had many different um, interpretations over various cultures. Uh, you know, like he said. Um, I believe you said that was it the Aztecs that that said that Incan. uh, the Incans, right? Yes, the Incans believed that it was an omen that was pointing to the overthrow of the king, and this all points right back to what I I talk about, where you know the beast system is essentially this overthrow of the current world system of the current order, the overthrow of it. And, you know, the, 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 the rising, the rebirth of a new order, which I said, as I said, I believe is the same as the Aeon of Horus, as the Age of Aquarius, as this new awakened Luciferian age. Um, and what's, what's interesting is um, I think that we really need to uh, look at Bible prophecy where it's when it says, you know, um, that, you know, the, the, the beast will overcome the saints and, you know, will persecute and kill them and uh and you know people the peop the people of that system are going to be you know persecuting and killing anyone who isn't down with this new order that you know any anyone who 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 isn't who isn't uh supportive of it will be labeled as you know a, a traitor or you know it, they're going to be labeled as someone who is holding back the uh the awakening process who's holding back uh uh, mankind from reaching the next step of evolution and uh so you know people who who are hated now for speaking up against trump and q and the great awakening and all and elon and 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 all this stuff you know you're you know we're you're getting a lot of hate now but but just be prepared because this is nothing compared to the kind of persecution that's going to be happening it's going to be unlike any persecution that the world has ever seen so uh 
but 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 don't let that fear you. Don't don't let that you know. Don't let that lead you to fear. You know, understand that you know God is with us, and you know uh, we will likely be a nomadic people. We will likely be you know uh, uh, staying on the move. Um, you know, which is a, kind of unfortunate for all the preppers and and you know people who have like kind of fortified their home. I really don't see it being possible that we can stay in our homes when all this stuff is happening. But, you know, hopefully that's not the case. But going back to the blood moon, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I think it was, uh, yes. So I saw this, uh, this article that was talking about how we will not see another election day blood moon until the year 2300. And I believe it was like 56. So essentially for not another 300 years. So it's a very, 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 very rare occurrence that on an election day we're having a blood moon, um, especially with its uh, impl- uh, its spiritual implications, and then um, obviously with Donald Trump being born on the blood moon and the and the, the election being on eleven eight, which is eighty eight. Trump in simple English Dramatra equals eighty eight. Uh, if you watch the movie Donnie Darko, you will see the eighty eight connections to Donald Trump. Uh, a lot. And uh, I, I have a lot of good videos breaking down a lot of the symbolism behind um, behind that. And uh, it, it's all really interesting. Um, uh, uh, Chase, yeah, do you want to say something? Yeah, can you guys hear me okay now? Yeah, I see you were struggling there for a little bit. Yeah, everything cool? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was on the road to uh, go to the gym, but now I finally have a steady connection again. Um, yeah, with the with the blood moon stuff and the overarching thesis, I think it's really interesting because, you know, obviously you have Trump being born on a blood moon. This midterm election is happening on a blood moon, all that kind of stuff. People might look at that and they'd be like, okay, like big deal. But look at the rhetoric that has been surrounding this midterm election. Look at the rhetoric surrounding Donald Trump's next presidency, right? What is the left saying right now? They're saying that, you know, democracy is on the ballot for this midterm election, right? Like everybody's been like, oh, you have to vote blue because then you'll be voting for democracy. And if we give it over to the Republicans, then, you know, this will be the last election, right? And that's that's what everybody talks about. They they talk about how, you know, if, if Trump gets in in 2024, this will probably be the last presidential election. And it's interesting because I see this rhetoric from both the right and the left, Right. Like a lot of my friends who are on the right, they look at Trump and they they look to him as somebody who could be the American Caesar because they look at this entire democratic system. They see that it's a farce. They see that democracy is something that the wealthiest and most powerful people in the world are able to manipulate through their use and control over the media. And, you know, they they sell you the lie of democracy, but really what they're presenting you with is just an easy system of control over the masses that they they can then use to get what they want. And so a lot of people on the right are like, okay, like, you know, when Trump gets into office next time, he has to cross the Rubicon. He needs to become like America's benevolent dictator. And then you've got all the people on the left who are saying he will seize power. He will become America's authoritarian. There will be no more elections after the fact. And, uh, I just, dude, I, I find it fascinating, man, you know, like, and and I wouldn't really take all of the discussion seriously if I hadn't heard your thesis on all of this first. And now that I have, and now that I've seen the symbolism and now that I've seen the occult rituals and now that I've seen all this stuff, you know, 
to me, for everybody listening, like, like I said earlier, I'm not totally on board with everything yet, but it is very compelling to me. Donnie's thesis is extremely compelling to me. It makes sense. Very cool. Um, yeah, you got it. That's a great point right there, Chase. Uh, Drew, I see your head. I see you have your hand up. Yeah. So I just want to add one thing, you know, we're talking, you know, this is like a common question when people see um, some of my threads and then some of uh, Donnie's threads is, you know, we both talk about the Moonchild ritual in relation to both Trump and Elon. And, you know, how I pointed out earlier where the Marvel Parsons character in the Marvel movies created both the Trump character and the Musk character. I think another thing, another parallel, like the most direct parallel you can draw um, as far as like what roles each of these people are playing is, you know, we're talking about crossing the Rubicon for, for those who don't know. It's basically the moment that um, Caesar re received word that he had been voted out of power by the Roman um, Senate. And he decided by crossing the river, the Rubicon, on January 7th, 49 B.C., he essentially started the Roman Civil War that essentially it didn't immediately end the Roman Republic. But as a result of it, um, it became an empire ruled by a single person. Um, uh, so obviously, Jan 6th, Donald Trump would have been voted out of power on Jan 6th. If not for the insurrection, it was only because of the insurrection. It was on Jan 7th to perfectly match the date of the crossing of the Rubicon. Um, and to draw that connection, you know, that was 2000 years ago that set up, you know, these astrological ages in the, you know, when people talk about transitioning into the age of Aquarius, we are just in the age of Pisces, the fish, which you have Christianity and the Roman empire have been really the dominant forces for 2000 years. Now we're transitioning into this Aquarius. So we're trying, we're basically the same cycles happening again after 2000 years. So what set up the last 2000 years was a Caesar who collapsed the Republic into an emperor or, an, or into an empire. And then Jesus Christ, which provided the religion. He's basically the religious savior to be like the match of, and, and essentially at this point, you know, the Pope is basically the representation, the biggest representation of the Roman Empire to this day. So it's, it's kind of a fusion. He rules by the authority of not only Caesar, but of Jesus Christ as well. And that's kind of how I see, um, again, like the kind of duality between uh, Musk and uh, Trump. Mm, very interesting. Yeah, the January 6th connection is really, really uh, big. I remember when you first told me that and I was like, how did I not know that? And it's true, you know, I mean, what are the odds that, you know, January 6th, January 7th, you know, crossing the Rubicon, you know, uh, Trump and, you know, the, the quote unquote MAGA people entering into the Capitol, you know, there are people calling it the sacred place, you know, uh, likening it to an abomination of desolation type of deal, um, <clears throat> which, which, by the way, um, you know, January 6th, uh, there's a really good video uh, essentially it's, it's called, uh, 20, 20 thing, 21 things wrong, or no, it's, it's everything wrong with the Capitol riot in under 21 minutes. And, uh, I, 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 I'll link it here in a sec. It is an amazing video. It shows you how all of these people are actors who are, you know, are being followed by the camera. Uh, that horned guy, uh, Jake Angeli, the word Angeli means messenger of God. He was 33 years old. 
He was born in 1988, at, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know he was kind of the the focus point of of everything. And you know you'll see how everything is just so symbolic and so planned. Uh, there's actually a lot of actors not not doing their part correctly. And uh, this video uh, that I'll link here in a second actually goes through all of the footage and shows you people you know not doing what they're supposed to be and kind of goofing off and. And uh, uh, even people, people pretending to be, you know, uh, uh, police officers, and they're not actually police officers. It's, it's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, the woman uh, who is, you know, supposedly Ashley Babbitt, you know, uh, there was a lot. There's a lot of inconsistencies with, you know, how a bullet would really, you know, act when struck in the neck, and uh, or you know how the blood would would be spurting, you know, there was no spurting. And then when you see her taken out, ta being taken out in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the, I don't know the word for it, the, the ambulance bed that they kind of bring in to, to move people. Um, you actually see her blinking and <laughs> kind of moving a little bit as they're taking her out, which she should be dead if she took a bullet in the neck. Uh, there's a lot of really weird stuff with that. I'll, I'll link the video. It, it's really good. But, but yeah, I mean, essentially, people are waiting for Trump to become America's Caesar, to, to institute a new American republic, to, uh, a, a new nation even. Um, and there's a lot of people who are, who are looking to Trump as this man, as this savior of America. I mean, his, 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 uh, his slogan is even save America, you know, um, and uh, it, it's all really interesting seeing this all play out, but how s very, very few people are even making these connections. I, I mean, you know, if you really take it, a look at everything, it, it, it all is just like it's almost so obvious, but nobody is, is, is noticing these things. And, and, I, and I think that uh, what we're going to see next, uh, <clears throat> there's really two ways this could happen. Um, I know that um, – uh, there is a lot of talk about uh, amongst Republicans. Matt Gates mentioned it. Um, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene mentioned it. Roger Stone mentioned it. Wayne, Wayne Allen Root also did uh, about Donald Trump, essentially. Well, about uh, basically a Republican control of the House uh, of, of the House and the Senate, and essentially them impeaching both Biden and Kamala. Which I think this Hunter Biden laptop stuff, I, I think that we haven't seen the last of this. I think that there's going to be something, there's going to be some kind of bombshell. And it might not be exactly, it might be that and it might be other things. But there's going to be some bombshells about Joe Biden and his administration. And they're going to have, uh, they're going to have legitimate reasons to process impeachment. And, and, you know, if they do, Biden will likely just resign. Uh, Kamala, you know, if she doesn't resign, they will have, they will impeach her. There's a lot of Republicans talking about this, and then essentially making Trump the Speaker of the House because <clears throat> the, the Speaker of the House doesn't have to be someone from Congress. Now, every Speaker of the House has traditionally been from Congress, but there's nothing in the Constitution stopping someone from outside of Congress to become the Speaker of the House, and we all know. You know, uh, you know, next in line to president after the president is the vice president. Next person in line after the vice president is the speaker of the house. And a lot of people are talking about, you know, Trump possibly taking this course and becoming president before 2024. And I have a thread about this. Um, Wayne Allen Root did an interview with Donald Trump, and he says uh, from the interview that he believes that Donald Trump is going this route. Roger Stone 
uh, said that uh, one of the great miracles uh, of this awakening is the, the possibility of Trump coming back to office before 2024. And he calls it the stone plan. And then, you know, Matt Gates even even said, you know, talked about this plan uh, openly and said, you know, how how do you think Nancy Pelosi would feel having to hand over her seat to Donald Trump and the crowd goes crazy. So, you know, this is not something outside of the realm of possibility. If all of these, you know, very well-known people are openly talking about this, this could very well be something that we may see. Now, there's one possibility. Um, we could see, uh, like I said, I think that there could be the same thing that's happening in Brazil happen here where Bolsonaro uh, lost the election to globalist Lula, whatever his name is. And there was absolute riots. There was uprisings. Uh, people are, 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 are rioting and, and, and going nuts and protesting. And, you know, Bolsonaro is refusing to concede. You know, that's a whole mess right there. But they're saying that it was a stolen election. And they have legitimate reasons to believe this, too, because uh, I was looking at something and it's and Lula only won by a very narrow margin. And there was 5.5 million votes that were essentially uh, counted as an error, essentially, like basically 5.5 million votes that did not get counted. And that is much more than needed to sway the election either way. So that's why people are saying this was rigged. It was stolen. And I think that that's a picture of what we could see happen here. We already see today that there was uh, uh, some scandals going on in Maricopa County where uh, the, the ballot machines weren't, uh, weren't functioning correctly. They were glitching, which I find interesting because there was a glitch with the Powerball. I think that there's some connection with the Powerball and the, uh, the, the election because it, 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 I find it very odd that they both had a glitch on the same day. Uh, Drew, you have something to, say, to add? Yeah, I just wanted to say this is, now we're moving into, you know, this is basically it's symbolizing a major move. And, you know, we, we're basically on the back end of the whole pandemic bullshit. Now we're moving into uh, dark winter. So the event 201 simulation is basically over. Now we're moving into the next stage, which is dark winter. Um, which obviously is a, a 2001 simulation done about a uh, smallpox bio attack on the U.S. that ends up destroying the economy and creates a dark winter, fuel shortages, like that. So we saw monkeypox come around and gave the the only thing monkeypox was used for was to get the emergency powers renewed in Congress without having to make up bullshit about COVID. Um, and you notice you haven't heard about it since. But the White House did extend their state of emergency because of monkeypox. So, um, so anyways, yeah, we're moving into this new this new uh, simulation, and basically, what's happening now is this is the real reason that Musk got control of Twitter because now, when there are um, you know, if there are contested races, you know, they've already said it's going to take like a week to get like some of the the votes done. I assume probably like Pennsylvania and Arizona will take forever and they'll be highly contested and, and cause a bunch of problems. But what's going to happen is now Musk is in control of what people are allowed to say and post on Twitter. And basically he'll decide whether or not he um, starts to shadow ban or, you know, suppress information. 
I think the whole reason he got it is that he'll he's going to let it loose and it'll cause even more, um, you know, uh, unrest. But yeah. Um, anyways, it, that's that's the big move right now. That's the reason Musk bought Twitter is now he's in charge of the um, of the basically the flow of information in the uh, post. Yeah, I, I actually have a, a hey, Drew, question to... for you. Do you think that uh, there's going to be a smallpox pandemic at some point in the next year? Uh, no, I don't. I think basically monkeypox was what they were referring to. It has all the it had all the predictive programming markers. It is a form of smallpox. They were talking about Ukraine labs at the same time um, being you know taken over by Russians or whatever. Um, and basically, they got their use out of it. They were able to use it successfully to um, uh, to extend their emergency powers, which is really the only use of, you know, basically that, that justifies the whole operation itself. So they, they knocked off that part of the predictive programming. And, um, and yeah, it's basically they're just running the rest of the simulation now, uh, which is the actual dark winter part, which um, if people remember, in the winter of 2000 and, and like I think summer of 2021, they were, Fauci and Biden were just on the news nonstop. Dark winter, dark winter, dark winter, dark winter's coming, dark winter, dark winter. So, um, so yeah, that's basically uh, what they're running next. And then, like as far as like Marvel script, there's a movie in between like the second major uh, Avengers movie. Uh, in between like the second, the third, and the fourth, so like in between two and three, they had a movie called Captain America Civil War, where it's like, it's Captain America versus Iron Man, the Musk character, so Trump versus Elon, and I think that's probably what we're going to end up seeing some some conflicts and friction between them in this like post-midterm um, saga here where Trump or rather where Elon has all the control over what information is up. Part 2 of the Moonchild will be on the next Fringy Spaces episode. To follow the people you heard on this episode please look at the show notes and then follow them on Twitter. Thank you for listening please feel free to share this episode and tell your friends about Fringy Spaces and FringeRadioNetwork.com Hey guys, just a quick Fringe Radio Network note here. Uh, Nuclear Knucklehead Show is now called Bad Dog. What? Come on, Nuclear. Come on, really? So now, if you want to check out Nuclear Knucklehead Show, you gotta look up Bad Dog. That is the new name for his show. A name change. Check it out. FringeRadioNetwork.com
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.